Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's early morning recording for you, little girl. Well, it's not that early. It's just that I worked till three. Ew. And and then got home. And then and got home. To, and then had to try to go to sleep to get up right at eight to do this. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I I appreciate it. Um, We have a really cool episode for you guys. Um, We are going to actually be interviewing a lot of the folks that we met and got to spend some time with at Parasycon 4 at the Ohio State Reformatory. And we haven't done a recap episode on the convention uh, yet. So that's this. Yay! We're going to be talking to another um, uh, vendor group that we met and um, their boss, Paranormal. They were really, really cool. We were right next to them in our area that they had us in. Um, We're going to be interviewing a couple of the lead investigators and volunteers of the Parasycon and lead investigators at Ohio State Reformatory. And then we're also going to be talking with Greg and Kathy Faketic, um, who... Uh, are the heads of Tri-C um, Paranormal Group and actually are the ones that run all of um, the Parasycons there at Mansfield or Ohio State Reformatory every single year. They're the ones that put it on. So we wanted to give you guys a real in-depth look at this particular convention and um, because, Laura, we had a great time. We had the best time. Yeah, it was, it was super fun. It was incredibly well-run and the site... Is amazing. You can't be oh, yeah. hanging out at Ohio State Reformatory. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and like all day for a couple of days, it was really, it was a lot of fun. Most times if you go to a place like this, you are either doing a tour or you're doing one paranormal overnight. But we got to spend quite a bit of time at this location and see quite a bit of um, areas in the location because we were there all weekend. It was really, really fun. Um so, to that being said, um, we want to introduce our um, very first set of guests, guys. They are the members of Boss Paranormal, and we're going to be doing a recap, talking to them about their experiences at the convention. And um, so, yeah, here we go. Parasycon 4 recap with Boss Paranormal. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm H-O-A-H welcome to this amazing group and um, people that we're proud to call our new friends of the show. Uh, here we go, guys. Boss Paranormal, hi! Hi! <laughs> Thanks for joining us, you guys. We're super happy to have all of you here. Um, can you do us a favor and introduce yourselves to uh, the viewers, please? My name is Randy Zimmerman. I'm the founder of Boss Paranormal. Bill Mortensen, investigator. I'm Holly Dupendock. I'm a lead investigator. I'm Courtney. I'm Randy's daughter. (laughs) (laughs) She hangs. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter just stepped in. Bye. Hold on. Oh, no, that's fine. We'll go ahead. We'll just pause real quick. Okay. Now, um... How do we want to start this, Laura? Do we just want to dive into questions? Sure. We got a lot of questions, there, if guys. If you guys are comfortable with that. 
Yeah, I sent them the questions beforehand. So um, these are for all of you. Um, if you, like one person specifically wants to answer them, that's great. If you all want to chime in and in your input, perfect, that's fine too. But basically, this one is actually for all four of you. So how did you each become involved in the paranormal? Well, uh, my first big paranormal event happened in 1986 when my grandfather had Alzheimer's and he lived with us. So he passed away in 86 when I was at school. So by the time I got off school, they told me the bad news about my grandfather passing away. Okay. So then I was sad. And so that night I was up late watching TV in the family room. And uh, I heard my gra- grandfather walking around the corner with this cane and told me that he was going home. And he actually knew my name because, you know, I was like really, yeah. you know, <laughs> so he turned around, went back into his bedroom and that's I seen the one. So, so that led me on the path that I am on today. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. Randy or uh, Bill, how about you? How'd you get involved in it? Oh gosh. Uh, yeah, I'm half Mexican. So I'm raised in a, with a Mexican family, basically. Okay. You see all sorts of little things going on, and you question it as a kid, but grandma's like, in Spanish, don't worry about it type deal, right. but, you know, growing up, and I didn't really get into it until I ran into Randy, and he brought my twin brother's camcorder and said, hey, we're going to go sunny, and that's basically how it started. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Holly, how about you? Well, I have to say, when I was uh, probably early teens, I started to have premonition dreams. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I had, it's, it moved on to, I would probably say I was 16, 17, maybe 17, and my grandmother came to me in my dream and said she was not coming home. Oh. So she lived with us. So, but when I woke up, I knew exactly what was going on. Like she was having a heart attack, blah, blah, blah. I knew all that information. And then luckily for me, my mom, um, because, you know, paranormal wasn't a big thing way back then, you know. Right. Um, (laughs) Everything I said. Anytime I had anything to say, she believed every word of it. So I said, Mom, I had a dream. And she said, okay. And then she knew that her mother was going to pass away. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, from that point, it just, it's just gone on. Um, yeah. You don't, you dig deeper to find those answers. And yeah, absolutely. Who's giving you that information, you know? <laughs> right, exactly, yeah, for sure. Right. Cor- Courtney, how about you? Uh, well, Randy's my dad, and he would go on investigations and whatnot. And, well, I was, I was so eager. I wanted to go so bad. Yeah. So he we made a rule: you can't go until you're 18. So finally, turned 18. Then I had kids, couldn't go, and then I just started coming in maybe like last year. So just here now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's great though. Excited! I always wanted to go over evidence with them and everything else. I always wanted to hear what was going on when he got home. That's really cool. So they all do they all help you like train you on like tips and yeah. tricks and like how to review evidence and that kind of stuff. Holly's my go-to buddy when we do our investigations. I'm always like, all right, Holly, let's go. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. All right, Laura, your your question. You're next asking the questions. Okay. We'll rotate. All right. 
So when was Boss Paranormal formed? And we kind of just talked about that. And what area do you serve? We serve all over Ohio, but we have been gone like to Michigan, uh, Indiana, different places like that. We're, you know, if something's cool going on and want to investigate, we'll go. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. And, and so where are you guys? Are you guys located in central Ohio or? North central. Okay. Yeah. North central. Do you do private residence cases as well or just public? Yeah. You do? Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, So brag to us about your team. What sets you guys apart from other paranormal investigative teams? Don't say it. I I think think our our team itself, how we get along, um, I think it's our... Dynamic. How we we investigate. You know, a lot of teams are in there and... And it's almost aggressive. I mean, yeah. not in a meek way, but, you know, can you tell us your name? Where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. We like to say, hey, how you doing? You know, like I'm talking to you. Right. Because it's more inviting. And I yeah. think that's, I think that's why it works so well for us. Sometimes we go to the investigation and ignore them. And yeah. they reach out to us and we're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> we do get a lot more responses that way, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think it helps that, you know, each of us are sensitive in our own ways. Oh, good. So yeah, for sure. Kind of know, you know, yes, we want that, but we want that evidence. So even though I might be like, um, I see something over here, I want that camera over there. Right. You know, I, we don't just go off of our feelings. But right, to try and validate whatever it is you're picking up. Yep, yep. Yeah, exactly. awesome. That's what, that is really cool. Um, so do you guys all have roles on the team? Um, like someone's a lead sensitive, someone is, you know, doing the tech work or what have you. And, uh, is that like, you know, obviously those are your strengths, um, that you're playing to. Um, well, I'm more of the tech guy, but in a sense, we do investigation. We all go off each other, mm-hmm. you know, just like, cause I see something I won't say anything, but then Holly would be like, Hey, there's someone right there. Well, guess what? Right, you know, that I put in my camera and I get something that, that validates what we're seeing or hearing. Yeah, we kind of feed off each mm-hmm. other. Yep. I usually hear them more than I see them. I, they talk to me and I talk back to them. Really? Well, yeah. She recently just d- discovered that ability <laughs> Thanks in a fun, fun way right. that made us yeah. laugh and her cry. I mean, <laughs> I'm so bad. We were doing an investigation at a cemetery and we're like, hey, you want to whisper in someone's ear. So Bill says, hey, talking to Courtney's ear. Like, Talk to what? Courtney, whisper to Courtney. And so eventually there was like an older guy just breathing in my ear. Ew. So like he, he, yeah. He <laughs> wouldn't get off of me. And like he was just stuck there. And I was just, I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm crying. I'm bawling my eyes out. I jump in my dad's lap. And Holly's like, all right, I think it's time to go. Oh my God. That is crazy. Bill, how dare you? <laughs> That's one way to learn you have a gift. <laughs> right? Just throw you right in. <laughs> it didn't surprise you that he did that? No. <laughs> no. I would never. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes that you, you have to bring fun to it because there's a lot of times where it's a, it's a, and we talk a lot about this on the show is doing a paranormal investigation is absolutely nothing like they show it on TV. TV no, is right. showing the most active parts. There's a lot of time where it's several hours where you're just literally doing nothing but wandering around in the dark or sitting alone in the dark. So you do have to make it fun. Um, especially if you have an experience that's a little bit jarring, like you want to bring that, like you want to kind of like bring that adrenaline down and joke and laugh. And so it's important to have fun on investigations as well. Um, so now you guys, as we mentioned, you guys were a vendor at Parasycon four at Ohio state reformatory. Um, how many conventions have you attended as a vendor? That was our first one. We were virgins. Us too. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. All right. Let's take a look at the booth that you guys um, had, which was amazing. Nice. Look at that. Look at that. That is so cool. So now tell us a little bit about your booth. Um, like, what did you do there? Were you selling stuff? Were you just trying to, like, get the word out about your team? Um Tell us about your booth. Well, we wanted just to put a word out about us. You know, we, uh, we've been around for a long time, but we never really ventured into this part of it. It wasn't until mm-hmm. last year we went to Paris Icon because a friend of ours had a booth. And we're like, hey, we can do this. So then we got together as a team, and this is what you see right there. And we're just putting a word out, and we started selling some stuff just to have something to sell at our booth. And... Um, we got hats, mugs, we, uh, we have keychains now, we have keychains now, we got shirts. Cool. What's kind of cool is that towards the end, because we were out front of the booth, you know, talking to everyone as they're walking by, asking mm-hmm. the very old heavy thermal camera and stuff. And at the end, people were taking pictures with us like we were a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so great? A celebrity yeah. as a dad. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, he's not. He's just my dad. <laughs> my son says the same thing. My son is very much like, he's not a big fan of the paranormal. He, he'll he just, like, he's designed our logo and he'll do stuff for us, like, graphically, but otherwise he's, no. Um, but occasionally we will... I used to be a paranormal um, tour guide for a walking tour in downtown Raleigh here. And I've actually met people that are fans of the show and I'll come home and I'll be like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I met fans of the show. And Coyle will be like, and great. Like I know I'm, I know I'm like, I want to get a picture with you guys. Um, But my son is like, all right. Yeah. You're just you're just mom. Like he doesn't care. Um, so I will say it's a little deflating. So you know, don't say that to him anymore. <laughs> yeah, Courtney. Yeah, Courtney. <laughs> My kids kind of help because like they'll be in the hallway. And they're like, oh, "There's a ghost. There's a monster." <laughs> so they help with it a lot too. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. <laughs> okay, Laura, you're you're up. Okay, so uh, why did you guys choose to do OSR specifically as um, your first ever and Paracon? Yeah, yeah. I would say because we we went there last year just as you know, just yeah. to go check it out as a guest, and look at all the other booths, and 
you know, we decided that, you know, that was something we could do. Plus, you know, we just love Lazar. I mean, what a great building. We've investigated there several times. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's just yeah. a great place. It's an amazing place, and and it and it's always run so well. You know, you can see how everything is smooth really? there, and it, it was a it was a great experience. That's awesome. Yeah, I have to. I have to um, agree. Like we've been to Paracons, um, like you said, as as attendees, as guests. Um, we've been to the Gettysburg Battlefield Bash. We've been to Con Carolinas. So, OSR was our first um, experience as well, and I think that was the one thing that Laura and I kept saying over and over again is how well it was run and how well the vendors were treated by staff. Like every 10 minutes, somebody was walking by like, do you want some coffee? Do you want some water? Are you okay? Do you need anything? And I was like, well, all right. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very, very friendly. It was very well run. Now um, we had some unexplained activity at our booth. Um, so we had like EMF detectors sitting there and like we made sh- like the people that we were around didn't have any electricity like going. So our EMF detectors would go off. Um, was it Erin, Laura, that had her hair? Was it, she mm-hmm. have her hair pulled or she had Aaron. it touched yeah. or brushed off her shoulder? Or um, We've had we had some cold spots around our booth that were just completely inexplicable. Did you guys have anything weird happen at your booth? You guys were just right in front of us. So not yeah. too far away. We had uh, the, the rope lights uh, strung around our our uh, booth. You yeah. know, we got some from North, North Central, North Camp Paranormal, and they would go off blinking. And also, while we were trying to show the equipment off, it would go off. Some K2s and stuff. Really? Uh, and, uh, and just on a feeling side of it, so yeah. to go along with the equipment, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure, I think you guys felt it too, The where the... It just felt like you were dizzy. The floor yeah. felt like it was wobbling, yeah. And so there was a spot in our booth right in the front corner. It's kind of where we had, like, our, our cash box and stuff. I would go there, and I'm like, man, I don't, you know, I feel real dizzy. And I thought, well, maybe I just need to eat. So then I went down to go get something to eat, and in front of the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, but I didn't say anything. And there's a gentleman, another vendor there, and he's like, he gets on the elevator and he says, you know, maybe he goes, maybe I'm just, something's wrong with me. He says, I am older. He says, but did anybody else feel that? So he felt it too. And there was other spots, if you remember, outside. Mm-hmm. All out there. Yes, there that was one. Very unexplainable. And then I came up to you there too, and I said the exact same thing. Yeah. And, and honestly, after I left, and I think I messaged you guys, did you have anything that went with you? Yeah. You know, typically mm-hmm. I do set my boundaries. I did not. But it was just that one night. It was like they were just... Really? All these images were coming to me that night. Um, and then that was that was it. But yeah. it, it, was, it was quite active while we were there, just doing our mm-hmm. thing, you know? For sure. For sure. And I feel like that is why we do back onto the why we get a lot of evidence is because we just do our thing you know we don't necessarily try to pick something out they come to join us because we make ourselves yeah. welcome you know yeah and i think that's why we all got a lot of evidence <laughs> but yeah and that he thinks that he's was... the beauty icon of the group <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Randy? It's fine. I'm the beauty icon of this group, so. 
moving right along. <laughs> I know Laura's like, shut up, Carrie. <laughs> no, that thing in the the like rolling kind of feeling in the basement was was really intense, and um, mm-hmm. I know. I felt it. Carrie felt it. I know you guys felt it. Aaron um, did. I heard other people. Aaron did. We were uh, downstairs talking to is, what's his name? Uh, Shane Pittman. Is yeah. That yeah. 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 So I was talking to Shane, and um, he was saying that he, you know, he was having the same experience too. So it was like everybody kept, you know, and that just validates it. Like it's not mm-hmm. one person or another person. Like it happened to multiple people all weekend long. It yeah. Was, it was so I, weird I in that little area. I think you guys had asked or you were talking about it and I, I had already felt it and I don't I don't like to say anything right away because you know I want to see what your take is and other people right. that okay that validates mine because I felt it too you know yeah and it was really it was really amazing there it really was. And guys, for, for those of you watching and listening, essentially what we're talking about is there were several areas throughout Ohio State Reformatory where you could just be standing there talking to whoever, but suddenly feel like you're on a boat and just sort of get like you feel almost like your equilibrium is kind of jacked up and you're kind of wobbling and swaying, but not voluntarily. Um right. So that's what we're talking about, and and um, we felt it as as Holly said in a number of locations around Ohio State, and a number of people um, felt it, like you know Chain Chain Pittman and the you know Boss Paranormal Group, a lot of vendors around us, Aaron Bush. Um, and then we did ask Gary, who Gary, we're going to be interviewing um, Gary and Christina next. And um, he's they're one of the lead investigators for Ohio State Reformatory. He said that's a very common claim. And people have that happen to him all throughout the prison. Like, it's one of the most, most common claims they get is people get this weird kind of vertigo sensation in random areas of this of this penitentiary. It's crazy. Right, and we know it's not the floor. That's the other thing. Like the floor, because like, it's it's like it's great. You know, we're on the we were on the ground level in the basement because people are gonna say, oh, it was tipped or weird or sloped or, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, it was weird Yeah, exactly. Like it it's, it happens in all the all Every. the like, second floor, bottom floor, outside. Yeah, it happens everywhere. So I'm yeah, there's no weird floor thing. We are talking about opening up a third floor. Really. That, yeah. Ooh, man, I hope so. That place is really, that place is really unbelievable. That is, that is so cool. That would be so cool. Um, I'm like, guess what? That's what I do with Laura. Oh my God, listen to this. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, I'm like, I'm actually going to be back in Ohio in October. I'm oh, like, yeah, that's right. I wonder if it's going to be open. <laughs> I have a free day. <laughs> I mean, they don't they do a haunted house there in October? I they think do. Yeah. you should they you do. should go there. Take the kids it's to the haunted house. Okay, to the haunted house. What are you going to be for October? Uh, I'm going back for a wedding. So uh, October f- that weekend or the October 14th, I think, is the. So I'll be back like the 13th, 14th, 15th, something like that. Okay. Not long, just a long weekend. Right. But it's going to be beautiful weather back there in October. It's not going to be 115. I'll fucking take anything at this point. I mean, kind of, yeah. I'm surprised that you, your headset hasn't melted in the 
gross Phoenix heat. Um, all right, Laura, you're up. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we got to cover oh. this next one a little bit, but we can go more in depth. Oh, uh, so what are your thoughts and opinions um, about being a vendor um, at that Parasite Con? Uh, what were your like kind of takeaways? Do you think? I like. Are you going to do more? What you know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, we did uh, one. What's it? So. You want to know other vendor events we've been to? Is that what you're asking? Or just about OSR? Just about, like, kind of, um, just about OSR. Like, would you recommend being a vendor there? Like, what, um, given it was your first, did it meet your expectations? Did you learn new things? Like, what, overall, just kind of what was your takeaway it was from it? One, I think, yes. because it's so or- organized. Yeah. So as a first vendor event, it being so organized, you didn't have any questions. They they had already had those out there, and they're yep. pretty pretty good at just this is what you do, this is where you're at, here you go. Any questions, come find us. Or they were just there at our table all the time, <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we already reserved our spot for next year. Did you really? Same spot. Oh, same spot. That's great. That's great. Okay. Have you decided to? Perfect because as soon as you walk in the doorway, it's like right there. Boom, you were right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, are you going to be doing anything different um, from your booth this year to next year? Have you decided yeah. you want to tweak it, maybe kind of a, take a different approach? Yeah, I'll work out a few, few new tricks and, you know, uh, and everything. I'm trying to get a touch, touch sensitive TV. So I can just sit there and touch a video and stuff when people walk by. That's cool. We played the videos, yeah. you know, some of our best of real, yeah. and people would stand and they could watch it, and we had all their equipment out, and they could check it all out. So, you know, those, yes, we're investigators, and we know what they are, but not everyone is an investigator. Yeah. They just have to come and check it out. So, you know, explaining, I think our booth is going to be a little bit bigger yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Great. Better to set it up. We've yeah. got it now. So we'll probably just have more of a setup, probably more merch, you know, and just some other some other things set up for it. That's awesome. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, right? It's it's they're a ton of fun, but a lot oh, goes yeah. into them and I don't think people realize God, Laura, we were planning this. So when did we I think uh August, July, August um Last year, we signed up and became vendors, and then we started planning. We had no idea, like, what to do, what to have, what the table should look like, what to sell. What We didn't know anything. So yeah. it was a lot of planning that goes into being a vendor at one of these events. Um, and the fact that they made it so easy for us was just, it was, I can't speak highly enough about it. Mm-hmm. Um I definitely would recommend it. Um, there's a lot of traffic that goes in. There were some slow moments, but for the most part, there was a lot of people in and yeah, out of that. I, I hate to say it, but those slow moments, I was like, oh, thank goodness, someone's down. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We, yeah. we were talking. We were. I'm a shy person. I was behind the booth. <laughs> I'm really, shy. really horrible with confrontation and everything like that. Right. Yeah. Answer any like basic questions that folks have. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's definitely one that I would recommend. Um, if you guys are in the paranormal community and you want to showcase whatever it is that you have, maybe you sell crystals, maybe you do tarot readings, maybe you make really creepy freaking dolls like that <laughs> across from you guys. Oh, my God. I bought one of the dolls. Did you really? No. Oh my God. I did. We I'll were looking at Yes, do that. Send us a picture because, God, those dolls were creepy. Super creepy. Um, but maybe you do that. Maybe you sell, like, you make your own Ouija boards. Maybe you make your own dolls. Maybe you do whatever it is you do. We recommend going um, and becoming a vendor at Parasycon 5 now um, for next year. It's going to be the same weekend in 2024. But I will say you need to, if you want to, you need to register to be a vendor now. Right, right now. They had 93 vendors last year. I'm sure they're going to have more next year, but they fill up really quick and they get a huge mile long wait list. Um, it's a very, um, it's a hot commodity as far as um, being a vendor at a Paracon. Um, Paracycon 4 at Ohio State Reformatory is a hot commodity. So if you want to do it, get in, get in, get in right now. Um, we are actually not going to be at next year's um, Paracycon. There, yeah. I think, yeah, there's another one that happens, I think, the same weekend at Pennhurst Asylum. And I think we're yeah. going to try and do that one. Um, yeah. we always want to try and go to like new places that we've never been and new right. cities we've never been to. So I think we're going to try to do Pennhurst Asylum, um, next year. And it's the same so weekend. Were at that one while we were at OSR, so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Plus, so I always want to go to new places. Like I want to see, I've never been to Pennhurst Asylum. You know, I had never been to OSR. So, you know, it's a, mm-hmm. a really good reason to go. A thousand percent. We can see a new building, see a new, a thousand have percent. A new experiences. There's so, there's so many iconic places to go. I know. I know. Absolutely. Um, so now, Parasycon, uh, Ohio State Reformatory, any location that you guys have investigated, what is the craziest thing that you've had happen in an investigation? Either as a team or individually, like, what is the one thing that stands out as just the most bananas thing? I'm still new. I don't really have the bananas. (laughs) Except for the old guy breathing in your ear? (laughs) Right, right. I I don't know. For me, I'm not really sure. I mean... I know. We did Cholera Cemetery a few years back in Sandusky. Yeah. Graveyard. And I was standing on one end of the cemetery, and Randy was across the way. All of a sudden, into the bushes, I go. And Randy goes, what just kicked you? I'm like, you couldn't help me? (laughs) (laughs) Randy, was it you that kicked him? (laughs) I'll use my my Goku. (laughs) He's your sacrifice? You check it out. (laughs) (laughs) He may not open, but he can run. He can run pretty fast. All you gotta do is run faster than the three of them. That's all you gotta do. I'm gone. I'm gone. I got bad knees. I can't run I just sit down. Here I am. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, you guys, what is on the horizon for Boss Paranormal? What do you guys have coming up as far as investigations or conventions? Where can people find you? Well, I would say August 1st, 
Yeah. We are going to a battlefield, a local battlefield, which we just kind of got the info on, yeah. and that okay. is the anniversary. So it came quick. Ooh, yeah. Permission to do that. So that's going to be August 1st. Um, we may, I might be on TikTok Live um, with that investigation. Cool. So if you want us on TikTok, that's going to be Brave Ohio Spook Seekers, um, and that's kind of our thing for all of our social media. It's just Brave Ohio Spook Seekers. Okay, that's the handle all across. Yeah. Um, and then after that, August, another one in August, we will be going to the Bell Mansion. Cool. Um, there's kind of a, it's kind of a public hunt, but kind of not. He they had limited amount of people. It is we'll be going there with Keith Age. Um, he is, I think he's out of Kentucky, and they call him like the rock and roll ghost hunter. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll be going there. I think, believe they're going to be filming something. I'm not sure. I forget the name of it, but they'll be filming an episode of their season of something. And um, that's but cool. After that, we have another Paracon in. Um, September that will be at Ma- it will be MadCon. MadCon is at Madison Seminary. Ooh, damn! Shut up, really? Yes. So we'll be we'll be going there as vendors. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. So I'm like, oh god, can I wonder if I can go? I wonder if I can get up there. <laughs> you absolutely can go. Uh, and then I believe the next one is going to be. I think we're doing a big. Uh, we've been calling it the TikTok Parafam. Um, investigation. So we have put together a bunch of teams from all over. Yeah. Um, and we'll be going to Augley's Village in Defiance, Ohio. It is huge. There's oh, like 30 acres, like yes. 20 buildings. <laughs> so we are all getting together. There's people from Louisiana, um, Wisconsin, just all over. All We're over. All and do a huge investigation, and it'll be a TikTok extravaganza because you know everybody's going to go live so a thousand percent that's mm-hmm. going to be amazing yeah. that's going to be so amazing and in between all of those things there will be other investigations yep. local hunts around local here hunts, yeah whatever. hunt with us Try that out for side type deal. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That's a really cool idea. Um, we do that on occasion. We do like a podcast fans and friends event where we invite everybody to come to like a certain location. And some of them don't have never investigated before. Some of them have. And we just kind of take them on a tour of the location, give them the equipment and set them free. And then... Um, then we go through and like review like the evidence or anything that they might have captured. Um, we've got one coming up. We're um, going to Hollywood next year and we're investigating an iconic uh, location that we are not revealing as of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really, really cool and exciting. So we're excited about that. I love those kinds of um, events because I, I always learn something new or a new technique or a new approach from working with people I've never worked with before. And, and new investigators specifically, um, they bring a fresh perspective to the job um, because, you know, they're curious and they, they ask really good questions and things maybe you never thought of. And so I really do enjoy that kind of, um, that kind of interaction. So... That being said, 
And this question is for all four of you individually, and Courtney, specifically (laughs) you, because you're the newest. We'll start with you. But what is your advice for new paranormal investigators? Uh, Don't be scared. Just if you have questions, definitely ask questions. For sure. Always constantly. Like I'm, I'm still nervous with it because I'm so new. So I'm not exactly sure how to react to some things. So I'll just constantly ask questions and always be open to things that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I love it. It's a great answer. We, and you know what? I always ask this question of our guests and I never get the same answer from any of you. And that's the first time we've gotten that answer. So that's perfect. Holly, how about you? I would say, you know, just go into it with respect because these spirits are people. Are people. Sure. Maybe not all of them, but the, you know, I would say 90%. majority, <laughs> the vast majority, they were people once too. And you know, you need to go in it with respect and show them the respect that they deserve. And, um, you know, just treat them like people like you would every day. Yeah, absolutely. As far as starting out, if you wanted to start out as a paranormal investigator, Equipment-wise, everybody always asks, what equipment do I need? Yeah. I say a voice recorder and yourself and a K2. That that would be your basic basic yeah. stuff. Basic and stuff, you can get it on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not expensive. No. Nope. You know, and, and your phone, your phone, you can use it as a voice recorder. You can use it as your video camera. Right. It yep. is such a great piece of equipment, but the only thing I would suggest is if you use your phone, put it in airplane mode because... Your phone will set off a lot of equipment. That is an excellent tip. That's an excellent tip. And it was actually something I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, your phone, you know, especially some of the newer ones, my phone, if someone were to call or text me, I can set off a K2 from about four feet or more away. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. All right. Randy, how about you? What's your advice for a new investigator? Open mind. Yeah. Open mind. And go into it, you know, the open mind. That way you can, you can, because a lot of times people see things and they don't think they're seeing it. You know, <laughs> but your open mind, you're, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Bill, how about you? Nothing really. These guys got it all covered. <laughs> Did they get it all covered? <laughs> Nothing like a good pair of running shoes or maybe like knee pads if you get pushed. Probably running shoes, but if you got bad knees, then you might just sit down and enjoy the show. Okay. Or in Bill's case, a fast car. Right. A fast car. We're not going to worry about that. We'll bring you a motorized scooter. You can go fast. Right? One of those Razor scooters? That would be so crazy. Um, that's an idea. We, mobile base camp on a scooter. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they're really quiet too. So I mean, you could be zipping around all kinds of places. Um, I think that would be best used for like Trans Allegheny or like Waverly. That's got like a really huge like long floors. Trans Allegheny is huge. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, that is that concludes our interview questions for you. However. Uh, as we like to do with guests on the show, it's a new segment that we bring to History of a Haunting. Um, it's called Get to Know Our Guests. And essentially what we're going to do is it's lightning round questions for each of you. So each of you have your own set of 10 
lightning round questions. And Laura is going to be the one that runs the game. So she's going to let you know what the rules are. And then she is going to um, ask you your questions. Now, these are not done in any particular order. It's all completely random as to who goes first. So I'm going to zip it and I'm going to let Laura take it from here. Okay, it's super, super, super simple. So basically, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, just the first thing that comes to mind, I'm going to give you two options and just pick, you know, whatever pops, whichever one sounds best to you, you just go with it and you don't have to explain anything. Just give us the answer, right? Okay, so uh, let's do Courtney first. <laughs> All right. The newbie gets thrown into the fire. Let's go. Yeah, the sacrifice. <laughs> Nervous. All right. Oh All right. You ready? No, no, no. It's not it's like that. Okay. So get it done first or wait until the last minute? Uh, wait until the last minute. Okay. Read the book or watch the movie? Watch the movie. Locked in alone for 72 hours. The Conjuring House or the Winchester Mystery House? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to do Conjuring. Nice. Have more time or have more money? More time. Would you rather see a crawling shadow figure or a ghostly hand wrap around a doorway? Ghostly hand. Coincidence or fate? What is it? Uh, Coincidence or fate? Uh, Coincidence. EMF detector or thermal camera? Thermal. Sleep in or take a nap? Take a nap. Do you kill the bugs that you find inside or do you take them outside? I kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Same girl, same. (laughs) When investigating and something startles you, do you scream or do you like flinch? Flinch. Nice. All right, good job. See, I scream. <laughs> yeah, see, that wasn't that hard. Okay. <laughs> I don't want something calling, so that's <laughs> 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 when you need those running shoes, right? Right. Yeah, the bugs. I run. So. No, the bugs. Uh, and uh, scream. Yeah, run, scream. Yeah, the whole oh bit. She goes, Mom, the bug's dead. I'm like, put it down. <laughs> oh yeah. Good. That's what bugs need to be. <laughs> She's like, help it, save it. I'm like, no, girl, put it down. Well, what do you want me to do, CPR? I'm not touching that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're crazy. <laughs> All right, Laura, who's next? All right, Randy, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Do you prefer driving or flying? Driving. Street smarts or book smarts? Street smarts. Locked in alone for 72 hours. Eastern State Pen. Or Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. How about both? <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> Gotta pick one. Trans Allegheny. All right. Uh, <laughs> win a close game or win an award? Win a close game. Um, would you rather? I think Driver flies on here twice. Yeah. All right. Would you rather investigate with the group from Ghost Hunters or the group from Ghost Adventures? What never gets old? Hearing a class A EVP or capturing a fairly compelling anomaly on camera? Uh, Fairly uh, anomaly on camera. Oh, which reminds me, we have we have one. 
from them that we need to show everybody. Okay. iPhone or Samsung? Uh, Samsung. You're doing a solo and you can't have a flashlight or a camera with IR. Do you follow the walls to walk around or stay put? Follow the walls. Uh, <laughs> this one's open-ended. Uh, so best paranormal podcast ever. <laughs> Yay! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, all right, Bill, you're up. You ready? We'll see. Okay. (laughs) Work hard. Work hard or play hard. Play hard. Uh, Breakfast food or dinner food? Uh, Dinner food. Which do you prefer, investigating a public location or a private residence? Private residence. Travel in the country or travel abroad? Abroad. Biggest fear during an investigation, being scratched or being chased by an invisible force? Oh, it's being chased. I can't run. (laughs) 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 I do a lot of hobbling. (laughs) We got this guy anyway. All right, so amusement park or zoo? Amusement park. Uh, locked in alone for 72 hours. The Queen Mary or Ohio State Reformatory? Queen Mary. EVP recorder or laser grid? EVP. Would you rather fly or have super strength? Super strength. Worst thing to have during an investigation? <laughs> A growling stomach or gas? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't even start with me. All right, Holly, you're up. Okay. All right. Good job, Bill. That was awesome. <laughs> that was really great. Um, are you more of a thinker or a doer? Um, thinker. Stay in or go out? Stay in. Bucket list location to investigate. Alcatraz or Penhurst? Alcatraz. Funniest team member, Randy, Bill, or Courtney? Randy. <laughs> <laughs> find Ouch. your dream find your dream job or win the lottery. Win the lottery. Are you more cautious or bold? Mm, bold. Locked in alone for 72 hours. Uh, Joliet or the uh, Villa, what is it called? Villisca. Uh, the Villisca yeah. Axe Murder House. Yeah. Villisca. Ooh, really? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Joliet's no prize either to be locked in alone for three days. <laughs> uh, French fries or chips? French fries. Worst fear during an investigation, tripping and falling or being shoved and falling? Tripping and falling. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. All right. All expenses paid trip to investigate anywhere you want for an entire weekend, London or Rome? Rome. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> One in Rome, yeah. Right, yeah. All right, was that it? Yeah, that's it. Yay! Great job, Grace. 
Great job, guys. Thank you so much. Um, let's first, um, let, I for, completely forgot about the photo. So why don't you guys explain where you captured these series of photos and before I show them and like what exactly was like going on when you captured the photos? Well, at the, at, the, uh, at the convention, I ran to Dave, Dave Palomando, who, Dave Giuliano. Giuliano, sorry, that owner of the Ghost Hunter owner, store. Owner of Ghost Hunter store. Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, we haven't, I haven't watched really any ghost ghost uh, shows in a long time because we do it all the time. So, yeah. I, you know, it was, you know, I was joking around with them and everything else like that. And then I suddenly went to his booth. I'm like, well, holy shit, I, I know who you are, you know. I actually <laughs> bought some stuff from you, you know. So, he, uh, I was talking to him, and, and I he told me he was doing an event a couple weeks later uh, at, the, at the Mansfield Reformatory, and I bought a ticket, and the rest of my group couldn't go, so I went there alone, and we had like 50 people show up there for this investigation. Mm. So I was walking around by myself, and and it was just pretty cool is that, you know, I knew if I'm walking around, I was being followed, so I went went upstairs to the library, and I set up my, my stuff. And I waited for whoever it is to walk. Because first I walked around, make sure there's nothing else in there. So I could feel this thing coming in. Yeah. That's when I started, started my live on my Facebook and I did a video. These are the pictures of the video. It's, it actually stood there by the pole thing and actually approached me even further. And in the video, uh, he, he actually, um, after I stopped, he reached out his hand to me to shake, to shake my hand. And I was like... Dude, you are like a ghost in in a prison. I don't know who you are. I'm gonna shake your hand. So, really, yeah. so I'd I'd have been like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so shortly thereafter, because um, there were people wandering around like I was doing, they they walked in and he just he just walked walked out by them and then I just was continuing on the investigation throughout the night. I caught I caught a couple of good things. Uh, next thing was in that solitary confinement. A couple of good things uh, that was going back and forth. Yeah, it was really cool. Was That's cool. awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so these are these stills from a video that yeah, these are stills from the video of the ghost that was standing by the pillar. Okay, all right. Let's take a look at these guys, audio listeners. Um, we will put these photographs on our website so that you can see them. Um, but they're they're pretty crazy, Laura. You got to see these. Here we go. All right, I'm excited. So do you, do you see the little little dark dark spot by the one pillar? Mm-hmm. That's it. That, that's a that's the thing that was there. So if you look at like if you go top row left right bottom row left right like this is, it's really. Do you see it, Laura? Like it clearly looks like a person and like actually walking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that's- as you can see the where the dark image of the top where you see the face actually mm-hmm. gets narrow as as the face is towards me. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, that's Dude, great, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? You can like see yeah. its like shoulders and the leg, and it. This is really cool. I really like this. You when you said it over, I was like, "What in the hell?" Oh my god! <laughs> the video, I think, is a, is a lot better. You yeah. can actually find that video on our TikTok. Um, so we did he did a TikTok yeah. video of it. Um, so if you want to see the video itself, check out our TikTok. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's Facebook. Yeah, Facebook too, yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. And will you give that handle again for your social media for folks? Um, Bravo House Book Seekers. So TikTok, it's all one word. 
Um, I believe the Facebook will say Randy Zimmerman, Brave Ohio Spook Seekers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, There's a picture of our logo on the back of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I first started Facebook in 2010 when it first started in had our name on there, then they changed the policy. Do they have to pass a person? Blah blah blah. Um, so, so then I'm trying to get back to like, what it used to be. So just going through the red tape of, of sure, yeah. <laughs> right, without having to create a whole new page and it's all crazy and chaotic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel you for sure. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you so very much for being on the show. We are so grateful. Um, you have given us so much awesome information, advice, tips, tricks for our listeners that are wanting to get into this um, crazy field. Uh, so I thank you so very much. Guys, go check them out on TikTok, Facebook. They do a lot of really, um, really cool videos. I absolutely love, Holly, I love getting your messages on TikTok with the latest video that you guys have done. It's a ton of fun. Um, and if you are, now, if people are in the Ohio area and they need um, a paranormal group to come and just kind of like assess whatever weird situation is going on in their home, how can they reach out to you to ask you to kind of do an assessment? Um, you can reach out to us on Facebook. Okay. Um, on there, I got my phone number on the, on the website too, on Facebook, so you can call me, text me, or do whatever you want. He's always on his phone. I know, me too. It's it's literally like never far from me. Um, Okay, all right, guys. So if you if you live in the yeah, thank you. It's so great to meet you guys. We really appreciate it. And this episode is going to drop next Saturday. It's going to be a full episode with you guys, and then Gary and Christina, and then Kathy and Greg. So we we sure appreciate it, and uh, we hope to have you guys back on uh, really soon. Yeah, yeah come back and tell us all, all the all the things. Yeah, Madison Seminary yeah. specifically. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we guys. Long, we have tons of evidence, yes. pictures, and stories to go over. Yeah. yeah, love it. Okay, all right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we would love to have you back. Thank you so much. All right, yeah. thank, you. thank you. All right, thanks. Thank Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Okay, so that was our wonderful interview with Boss Paranormal. And I love the name. It's an acronym, Brave Ohio Spook Seekers. Um, I don't know why we didn't think about that when we were coming up with our team name with Chris and Audra. But, you know, I think it's cute and clever. So um, they talked with us about what it was like to be vendors at Parasycon 4 at the Ohio State Reformatory. Um, It was uh, both of our first times being vendors at this particular um, not just this particular Paracon, but their entire, um, like we, neither one of us had been vendors at a Paracon. So, uh, they set the bar really fucking high, really fucking high. It was like the luxury Paracon for vendors. Um, so I do want to, um, Welcome, warm welcome to our next guests. These guys are, um, they were volunteers at um, the the Paracon, a Parasycon. Um, they were the ones wandering around in the green shirts that you heard us talking about. They were making sure that everybody was well taken care of. They are also tour guides of Ohio State Reformatory. Uh, Gary did, he led um, mine and Aaron Bush's group, um, the uh, vendor Ghost Walk Friday night before the Paracon kicked off Saturday. And he 
is a fantastic tour guide. Um, it is not easy to be a tour guide of a haunted location. Um, I was a paranormal tour guide here in Raleigh, downtown Raleigh, and it's a lot. It's it's a lot to remember, to say, to keep the guests engaged. Um, and then on top of it, he is one of the, the lead paranormal investigators as well. And he knows just about everything there is to know, as does Christina. So guys, let's welcome Gary Allen and Christina Krish. And we are super excited to have you guys. Welcome. Glad to, glad to be here. Hi. Okay. Um, we have a lot of questions for you. So why don't we just jump right in, Laura? I'm going to let you take it away because, as always, I just talk and don't seem to take a breath so that you can say anything. So you just start. <laughs> I mean, that, that works for me, too, sometimes. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we're going to start off really easy. So how did you guys get involved into paranormal to begin with? So I started in paranormal in 1996, um, started back in high school, group of buddies of mine and their mom. Actually, we started doing investigations and it just kind of blossomed from there. Love it. Love it. Now, did you do investigations like you were allowed to be there or did you like do what me and my friends did and kind of sneak into some places? <laughs> the fifth on that one. Okay. Um, back in 1996, paranormal was still pretty taboo. It was young. There wasn't many TV shows out there other than unsolved mysteries. Yeah. So we may or may not have had to uh, find our way into some places. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds fair. Christina, how about you? So I've actually only been ghost hunting for about two years. Oh, okay. Harry, and he got me into it. Um, I actually used it as a pickup line to, you know, hang out with him. Like, oh, you're a ghost hunter? I grew up in a haunted house, you know. I love so, it. Uh, yeah. Nice. So, I love it. Yeah. I <laughs> think then that. <laughs> that's a new line I haven't heard of. I like it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think I was just going to say, as long as you're like in those same circles, it's definitely a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As long as they're not going to run. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I'm not into that. <laughs> yeah. Which is what a lot of my boyfriends have. They've been like, really? That's weird. Um, so, yeah. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about Ohio State Reformatory. We've covered the location here on the show. Um and we've actually, um, it was, God, one of our first 10 episodes. We're going on four years doing the podcast. So OSR was one of our first, like, in our first 10 episodes. So we did a revisit of it right before the Paracon. Um, so our listeners are very familiar with it. Even if they haven't ever listened to our show or our episodes on it, it's a very iconic, famous location for a number of reasons. But we want to ask, and this question is for both of you as well, what about Ohio State Reformatory appeals most to you guys? The building. The building is incredible. Yeah, really cool. What a storied history that building has. Yes. Uh, and it's it's a privilege to be allowed to volunteer there. And obviously, Paracycon, we're not working as volunteers of the Reformatory. We're actually there as part of Tri-C Ghost Hunters. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Christina, how about you? Um, I, I have to sort of agree. Um, when you drive up on that building, you almost feel like it's your second home. Really? That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. 
Um, I, so now I have, a, I have a part two to my question. How many hours do you guys, would you guys say that you have spent there, just as a guess? <laughs> um, or how many hours a week or how many hours a month do you guys spend there? I usually spend, from a volunteer standpoint, we have a lot of volunteers that are there. There's a lot of volunteers that have been there a lot longer than we have. But I personally am there roughly 150 hours a year. Wow. Damn. (laughs) I would love that so much. Christina, how about you? Um, I've been a little behind on hours because of my job. Sure. Um, But, I mean, I'm a little behind him because I work weekends and he usually goes and, you know, the busiest times. Walks. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. I'm start being able to go again. So that'll be great. Oh, awesome. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Laura, your turn. All right. We're just going to bombard so, them with questions. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so when did you get involved with OSR? Um, and in what capacity do you, what do you, like, what are you guys currently doing there when you, when you have the chance to go? So, we are actually volunteers under Tri-C Ghost Hunters. We're all still mm-hmm. volunteers at the reformatory, but we got in through Tri-C Ghost Hunters. Um, and so basically my role there is as a volunteer to assist guests and also to do the paranormal tours, which are the ghost walks on Friday nights and to assist with ghost hunts. Awesome. And he is perfect at it. He's so good. We had the best time. Oh, my. I, I literally cannot stop singing your praises because I've been on a lot of paranormal tours, and you are truly phenomenal. So you guys go and visit and then ask for Gay. <laughs> yeah, so Try Sea Ghost Hunters is actually the resident paranormal team of OSR. Okay. So um, that, like he had said, we actually are the team that puts on the event Parasitecon. It just happens to be at OSR. Um, right. but again, you can sign up to be a volunteer there. So. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now how many investigations of OSR would you guys say you've done? Oh, probably investigated probably about 10 times actual investigations okay probably 10 times okay and that there were some even before i started volunteering there and before i became part of tri ghost hunters i actually had gone there and done overnight ghost hunts oh okay oh, all right cool christine how about you um honestly i'd say it's only been three or four times maybe because really typically when we go there it's to work you know? sure right so right we don't get a whole lot of time to just investigate ourselves okay um, yeah that yeah. makes sense there it's a pretty you guys book out pretty far in advance i would imagine for like that, overnights that i don't know i would assume so okay um, on our end of it what we see i honestly don't know Mm, okay okay so are any of those investigations like ones that stand out the most for you guys about you know what happened or your experiences there's been so many experiences there over the years um just as far as the the different opportunities we've had to ghost hunt um 
we've had a lot happen. Is there anything that you found that was particularly creepy that like is something that you will always think of each time you're there? Yeah, there, there was a a situation where we saw an entity um, that definitely caught our attention, was very unusual, seemed much darker than anything we had seen before. Um, It was an interesting experience. It made the hair on the back of your neck it, stand it, out if for I better had words. Hair, yeah, if I had hair on the back of my neck. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. So, um, Is that the creepy thing? The, yeah. The gray entity, yeah. The gray, yeah, the yeah. gray entity. Wasn't it a friend of yours, Carrie, that had wrote a story or something? Yes. And we said... In front of you and Aaron's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he had never even heard the story I told. No. It was pretty close description-wise. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It's – so when you – like, to say that, so then everybody knows, guys, it was um, <clears throat> a reformatory, and it housed first-time offenders in the beginning. And then there was – was it Columbus that the prison had burned down, and they transferred those prisoners to Ohio State? Right. Um and those prisoners were like the violent ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I would imagine that like there are a fair share of maybe maybe not like dark entities as far as like the prisoners go, but maybe malicious, maybe a little bit. Um, uh, when you talk about the gray entity and how it was a a different beast, if you will. Um, that has to be something pretty remarkable because I have we've all seen a ton of shows about it. Um, the, is it the West Attic where they were housed those yes. prisoners at the time? Okay, um, and I would imagine that a lot of the maybe more aggressive hauntings happen in that section of the building. Am I incorrect in saying that? I would agree. Okay. Okay. So. To think about those types of <clears throat> prisoners that were housed there and the kind of activity that is currently in that particular part of the building, to for you guys to say that there's a diff there's another one, this gray being that's a little darker, that's kind of freaking scary. <laughs> it is. And actually, I mean, if you kind of, I've done a lot of investigations in different locations, mm-hmm. and it seems like almost all of the locations I go to has something similar, maybe a little darker than everything else in the building. Yeah. Uh, Trans-Allegheny. For sure. For sure. Trans-Allegheny definitely has a dark entity on one floor that Mm -hmm. that like to be there. Yes, for sure. We um, have investigated Trans-Allegheny twice and it's that fourth floor um, alcoholic rehabilitation, the creeper, yeah, is just not, yeah, yeah, yeah for I sure. Admit, I couldn't even go on the floor, like, really? No, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I yeah, like, <laughs> there are some places that are just like the the vibration on those in those areas are just. I call them sticky. You know, like if you were to be on that floor, it would just be like something that just kind of coats you in ick. So the fourth floor there is for sure. I definitely picked up on it um, in the West Attic, in the West Attic of OSR as well. Um, 
So, Laura, on the ghost walk, they take us up to the west attic. And it wasn't, um, they didn't have it open when they were kind of letting us wander around. We went into the chapel and all of that. Um, They didn't have it open. But we go in there and they shut all the lights off. And it's just (laughs) a bunch of us in this dark attic. And it's, the vibe in there is just like, and we're in the middle. So there's like the end of it. And then there's the door with one doorway and it's far away. And it's, if we wanted to run, like it would be, we wouldn't really know which way to run because it was pitch black up there. It's a very different, um, it's a very different feeling from the rest of the prison that you got to experience, especially, I would say it's a little bit darker than solitary. Would you guys agree? It's dark. Yeah. It's pitch black. Yeah. Yeah. And Laura, you you got bad vibes out of solitary at OSR. Yeah, that one so. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just not not that that great. So, um tell us a little bit about being volunteers for Parapsychon. Um what is it that you guys do as volunteers? So, as volunteers for Parapsychon, we're there obviously volunteering for Tricy Ghost Hunters which is the organization that runs Parapsychon. Right. Um, It is actually an honor to work that event. It's fantastic because we get to work in a capacity where we're assisting the guests, we're assisting the vendors, and we're assisting the celebrities. We're making sure everybody has what they need and everybody has a great time. And you do amazingly well. Amazingly well. Like I said, it was, you guys really raised the bar for first time vendors such as us and Boss Paranormal. We were like, we expect this at every Paracon we go to from now on. (laughs) Right? I want to be treated like the star that I think Mm -hmm. that I am. Exactly. Right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) You absolutely, you absolutely do. No, it was just, everybody was so nice and yeah, always making sure that we had what we needed, if we needed water or, you know, they'd be like, hey, can I get you coffee? I'm like, just show me where it is. I will go. (laughs) Yeah. Over there, you know, but it was just, everybody would come by and just check on us and just, you know, chat and see how things were going. It was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice as you can see us from across the facility because we're in nice, brightly labeled clothing. (laughs) Bright, bright green. Yes, for sure. Christina, what do you like about being a volunteer at Parapsychon? You know, um, it's such a well-organized event. Yes. We all come together and it's like a family reunion for us because we don't get to see a lot of our team members throughout the year. Because we all live in all different locations, you know, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati. Yeah. So I really enjoy being able to see everyone because I've made some really good friends out of being on Tri-C Ghost Hunters. Isn't that wonderful? Um, And I've made some really good friends with vendors. You know, um, Gary's a little closer with some people. So I just, I love it. I love it. You get to meet so many great people. Yeah, it's it's really wonderful. Um, not just like the networking for the vendors and things like that, but like you said, new friends. Like you guys are now our new friends. Like it's just Absolutely. such yeah. a wonderful community. Um, so Laura, tell them a little bit about some of the things that we experienced at our booth and... Let's see what their thoughts are, because I know we have a question for them about that. So it was mostly a couple of things happened to Erin uh, mm. Bush when she was at our booth 
Um, she had her hair pulled, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, tugged. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what else was it? Was she, like, kind of touched? Yeah, she got, yeah, yeah, by nothing when she was at our booth, yeah. EMFs were going off. Yeah, Um, we did have EMF stuff. mm -hmm. And then I know, Gary, we had asked you at one point, um, we were down by the elevator, and we had asked you, and we talked about this with Boss Paranormal just a bit ago, about how you kind of, there were set parts of the reformatory that kind of felt like you were on a boat, like you kind of felt dizzy and like the floor was waddling. And I remember we asked you if that was, are we making, like, are we dreaming that? Is that common? And you said that that actually was common. That was something that we felt at our booth. And I think Holly said they felt that at their booth as well. Um, Do you, uh, do you often have vendors like having experiences at their booths? A couple over that weekend mentioned it to me. Um, you guys were not the first that weekend that it brought up the fact that it felt just kind of like a rocking boat at times. Yeah. Um, and again, I've experienced that at other locations as well. Mm. I'm not sure what in the paranormal world it relates to, but it definitely, uh, it definitely can feel like that at times, almost like you're in like a time warp. Kind of. Yeah. And even Laura, you felt it too, right? Oh yeah, especially in the when we would go downstairs in that little break room before you could where you can go outside. Oh, like off the elevator. elevator. Oh, yeah, okay. and it's not like the elevator is fast or you know what I mean, <laughs> kind of making you feel wobbly. Like it was, you know, you'd be down there for a while and still be feeling it, like kind of just off, even a little bit on the outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not that the ground is like you know weird or sloped or you know. Anything like that. It's certainly not moving. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's, there's no waves. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Building doesn't shake. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, it was wild. And and just almost everybody we talked to kind of had a lot of people had that feeling. Yeah. Um, So. Do you often hear, like, do vendors often or at all come to you guys in, like, either this year or in prior years and just kind of say, hey, there's some, like, weird stuff going on at our booth, like, you know, Erin getting her hair pulled and, like, something touching her arm. And do you guys hear that from other vendors as aside from the, you know, yes. the dizziness? Really? Yes. It's, it's, it happens pretty frequently. Does it? Okay. All right. I feel better. <laughs> I mean, I was loving it. I was like, we've got our EMFs out. They're going off. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've never been, well, again, first time at a Paracon. Generally, the Paracons we've been to have been at what? Hotels? Like we went to one at a hotel. Yeah, two hotels. Gettysburg is at a hotel. Con Carolinas was in a hotel. But to have a Paracon be at an actual haunted location... Um, there was activity the whole time. It didn't matter the time of day. It didn't matter where you were. It didn't matter what day of the week. It didn't matter what was going on. It was super busy. There wasn't a lot going on. It didn't, there was constant, constant. Mm-hmm. Now, do you find that that's the norm for OSR? I always tell people paranormal is not on a light switch. There, there are some days where it's on. There are some yeah. days where it's off, and I can't turn it on or off. Yeah. But I think being at a haunted location for a paracon like that definitely makes it a lot more fun. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. And yeah. I think that there are certain um, 
I think the energy that is brought there by the different vendors, be it they're selling crystals or be it they're doing tarot readings or they're selling the creepy dolls or (laughs) (laughs) as well. So don't feel bad. Right. (laughs) The Ouija board. So I think like just the energy that the vendors are bringing in, I think that kind of can contribute a lot to um, the activity level in a location. I think, I mean, you know, I think there's a lot of for the spirits to see and do there with us all being there, you know what I mean? So, um, we had a really, we had a really, really great time. Um, so Laura, why don't you ask them about the volunteering? Oh, I think we did. If someone wanted to volunteer. Oh, okay. So if somebody, yeah. So if somebody did want to volunteer, is it, they would have to contact whom? Your the Tri City or no? If they wanted to volunteer for you're talking for the reformatory, the convention next year. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so like actually, that is all Tri C Ghost Hunter team members. Is it okay? Okay, it is exclusively Tri C team members. We uh, Greg and Kathy do a phenomenal job running the event, um, and then it's our team members through Tri C. Okay, that are coming and volunteering at that point to work. Okay, and then if they wanted to volunteer to for OSR for like the history tours or Shawshank or whatever, they would want to reach out to MRPS, which is MRPS.org, which is the Ohio State Reformatory's website, and they would have to go through the administration staff there. Okay, all right, cool. Is there like an interview process that they do? It's a little different for everybody. Um, Is it? That would be one thing. I don't know a whole lot about the interview process as far as that. Okay. Um, my end of it's a little, or our end of it is a little different because we're through Tricy Ghost Hunters. Sure, sure. Okay. Which we did have to go through an interview process to be on Tricy Ghost Hunters. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Okay. Um, so, what do you guys think? Why is it so so important to now history and of course you know Shawshank Redemption aside, speaking primarily about the paranormal activity at OSR, why is it so important to shine a metaphorical light on the paranormal activity there? Why is it so important? I mean, for me personally, it's because of the fact that you know paranormal is not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, true. But it's become a mainstream thing. There are so many people now that are interested in the paranormal, thanks to some of the great TV shows that are out there and the great podcasts that are out there. It's becoming more mainstream. And, you know, for for things like our ghost walks, that money all goes back into the restoration of that building. Yeah. You know, all, and same thing with... Um, Parasitecon, all of our proceeds, and I'm sure Greg and Kathy will mention this as well, that all goes back into the restoration and the preservation of that building. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's super important. Christina, what do you think? I think with any location, a lot of times the history of the building relates to some of the paranormal activity. For sure. So to learn the history of somewhere, I mean, that's what we do best as investigators. 
is learn the history, what may have happened there, you know, so it's best for us to know the knowledge of there to be able to relate it to anything that's happening. Is it residual? Is it, you know, because of a story that happened there something, you know, so like when people ask us at ParasiteCon, a lot of times, you know, we need to know about the building. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it's important, um, I think for any location, not just OSR, but even like Trans-Allegheny or Eastern State, it's important um, to to know the stories of the people that lived there, you know? Um, Thinking about Trans-Allegheny and Dean Metheny, the the guy that was killed in the bedpost murder room. His story is important. He's still there. His murderers are still there. So a lot of... um, the the inmates that are at OSR, their stories are just as important um, because they are part of the history. Sure. So it's um, I love that that all of the money goes back into um, restoring these buildings that otherwise would have been lost to time, as a lot of a lot of them around the country have been. Absolutely. They don't have people like you guys, like the people that own and manage and run OSR to preserve it. And it deserves to be saved. These buildings deserve to be saved. Sure. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, now, Laura, you've got the final question for them. And this one is for each of you. We like to ask all of our guests this question. So what is your advice for new paranormal investigators? to jump in head first if if you want to do it if it's something you're interested in do it go yeah you don't don't have a lot of money to start in the paranormal all you need is a notebook a flashlight your senses and go into these different places legally (laughs) i'm not saying you should ever go into any place without having permission but so for me Again, you know, when I got into it, it was more the personal experiences for me, really, than it was recording, getting EVPs, things like that. But again, it's really not that expensive. I mean, all you need is a digital recorder, you know, an EMF, like flashlights, and you can really honestly get some really cool evidence yeah, so, mentioned flashlights. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. Most <Yeah>. important. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Um, and that's that's the fun thing about it is, and I think Laura, I think you would agree as well. I know I did in my very first investigation. Um, once you have an experience, like you that you know. Situational awareness is something we talk about a lot on this show. Um is something that the folks that trained us as investigators really hammered home. Like, what was going on? Where was where were where were all the investigators? What was happening in that moment? Um, but when you have a, a something happen where you know that there could be no other um, source for the sound that you heard, or the whisper in your ear, or the rush of air coming by you. you, when you know there is no other explanation for it, it's exciting. And it's like, I need to know more. I want to know more. And w- once you have 
capture that first EVP or go, you know, hear that oxygen machine when there weren't any in the building. Um, <laughs> there was no open window. Like, um, you just want to know more and more and more and then learn from all of these places, whether they're super old and historic like OSR or they are, um, you know, a private residence or they're just like, um, there's a bridge here in North Carolina called Lydia's Bridge and completely free to go to. It's a little difficult because it's outdoors, obviously, but um, super haunted. People go there all the time to investigate this bridge find it. I, I, I agree with Gary, don't you? I agree with both of them. Like it, it doesn't cost a lot of money. And if you're into into it, find like-minded people, go on a public investigation, go on a public ghost walk of some of these locations. And so many of these locations that offer them, it's, there's mm -hmm. no excuse not to go. No excuse. And they teach you everything. Like there are some locations that give you the equipment and they're like, here's how you use it. Have fun. Kind of a thing. Um, I know and with the ghost book that oh go ahead. Sorry. no go ahead uh, oh your phone is pretty much nowadays all you need it's flashlight vo voice <laughs> recorder video you know your camera like you have everything basically in the palm of your hand you know besides an EMF and I think people are downloading that now onto their, like there's all kinds of there's an app apps you can use there's, yeah, an, there's app an app for that. for that so you're just yourself and your phone you yeah. know you can pretty much do just about everything that we do right on your right with your phone <laughs> you don't even need anything else you well you really don't sometimes some apps though aren't the yeah, best. i don't believe in the apps yeah i'm not yeah. super into the you apps know, but yeah. people use the um ghost tube or like oh, yeah. the ones mm -hmm. that generate words yes i don't really trust that because unless it's really direct responses and I said what color shirt am I wearing and it says mm -hmm. black okay maybe I'll trust that but yeah. um I use notepad all the time like the word pad and oh. that's how I record and I love that because you can actually go on there and you know look at the voice you know and see mm -hmm. it yeah I mean so Ooh that a lot yeah that's i have i haven't heard of anybody that uses that that we're gonna have to mm -hmm. try that next time laura that's really cool that and voice that's memo cool. well yeah that, that's what i'm yeah voice memo. i'm voice sorry memo. yeah voice memo. yeah um yeah it's really not hard guys i know that a lot of you um want to know like where can i find equipment where how much does it cost honestly i got all mine off of amazon mm -hmm. pretty much I mean, it's not, you don't, there are places like Ghost Stop, I think you can buy equipment, but it's very, very expensive. Like it's way Ghost too Stop, much. The Ghost Hunter store is actually another really good one. They're a little bit more reasonable in their price. Oh, good. Okay. So yeah, check that out too, guys. Um, all right. Well, Laura, do you have any other questions for them that maybe we didn't think of to write down? I think we've asked them everything. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, all of you. Um, now, there's with Tri-C, there's like 40, 42 of you guys that are volunteers that run the Paracon or work the Paracon about there's, that. There's, I'm trying to think of how many actual team members we have. Now. Yeah, it's right around that number. Yeah. Is it? Um, okay. So Tri-C Ghost Hunters is divided into three, Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. Okay. But we all come together for that event. And it, like she said, it's like a big family reunion. It, it so. is, yeah. 
because there, there are people we don't get to see too much throughout the year and then get to get together that's for wonderful. three days. And That's wonderful. Um, I do have one question. Do you guys ever go, like, just the two of you to go and, like, and investigate a location that maybe you guys have always wanted to go and do? Or do you just typically investigate, like, with your team? We can actually go on our own. And, you know, there are times where we've gone to different places. You know, I've had a friend reach out and say, hey, I think this place is haunted. Can you come check it out? Yeah. But I like to include the team because, honestly, you get more equipment, more people, more ideas. Yeah. And more thoughts on what could be happening. So we try to do everything we can through the team. Okay. That's cool. So yeah, do you ever go anywhere for, like, fun? Like, if you were to, yeah, like, yeah, to, like – going on a trip the first month of August and we're going to the jailers Inn in Bardstown, Kentucky. Oh, damn. Really? Into a bed and breakfast. So we are going with the team and we get to actually investigate while we're there. That's a lot of fun. That's That's cool. I mean, we've gone on a ghost walk in Louisville, Kentucky. I highly suggest it. Yeah. Because they take you through like Millionaire's Row where they have all the historical homes. They have some really cool stories about like make it a bucket list. Yes. Amazing. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's right by Waverly Hill Sanatorium. Yeah. And we've been there with the team. Yeah. There's a lot in Kentucky that I would love to go and do and explore and and check out. I actually think we've got Bobby Mackey's on the list of episodes coming up. Yeah. 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 That's exciting. Super yeah. fun. Yay. Well, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. We wanted to yeah, showcase you. you guys and the hard work that you put in to make the Parasycon so amazing and successful for not only um, the attendees, but the vendors and the celebrities. I'm telling you, it's like luxury experience for vendors for Paracons. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I'm mean, your so vendors glad. truly are a huge part of that event. Yeah. They are. We can't do it without you. No. Guys. Yeah, it's so much fun. I love, we had the best time walking around, checking out everybody's booths. Although I did, I'm not going to lie, and I've said it with Boss Paranormal, I'll probably say it with Greg and Kathy wide around the creepy dolls walk wide around that room. I can't do it I just can't otherwise and they're watching you so like stay away <laughs> not gonna happen yeah I think um yeah no I can't I just I just can't do it um well as we did let you guys know we have a segment here on history of a haunting called get to know our guests where we ask you guys lightning round questions now you guys have different questions we're going to start with Christina first um and basically, the rules are very, very simple. We're going to give you, um, we're going to ask you a question, give you the choice of two different answers. You have to pick one of them. You can't interject a third. You can't say no comment. You've got to pick <laughs> one of them. Okay. Um, and you don't have to defend your answer. You don't have to explain your answer. We don't want you to do that anyway. The listeners don't care. Just go with it. Go with your gut, okay? And answer as fast as you can. They're going to be really simple, I promise. (laughs) So, Christina, here we go. Do you prefer driving or flying? Driving. Street smarts or book smarts? Street smarts. Okay. Which do you prefer, investigating a public location or a private residence? 
a public location. Okay. You have to be locked in alone for 72 hours. Alcatraz or Joliet? Ooh, Alcatraz. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Win a close game or win an award? Um... I'd say a close game. Okay. Um, would you rather investigate with the group from Ghost Hunters or the group from Ghost Adventures? Ghost Adventures. Okay. What never gets old? Hearing a Class A EVP or capturing a fairly compelling anomaly on camera? An EVP. I agree. <laughs> um, you're doing a solo. And you can't have a flashlight or a camera with IR. Do you follow the walls to walk around or do you stay put? I mean, follow the walls. Okay. And lastly, this is an open-ended question. What is the best paranormal podcast ever? History of a Haunting. (laughs) Yay! Okay. You won. Doesn't matter what Gary's answers are. You won. Um, (laughs) All right, Gary, you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Get it done first or wait until the last minute? Wait until the last minute. Okay. Read the book or watch the movie? Watch the movie. Me too. Um, You have to be locked in alone for 72 hours. Eastern State Penitentiary or Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum? Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Okay. Would you rather have more time or have more money? <laughs> That's a trick question. Uh, <laughs> time. Okay. All right. Uh, what is the better, um, or what do you prefer to use more, EVP recorder or laser grid? EVP. Okay. Coincidence or fate? Coincidence. Okay. Uh, EMF detector or thermal camera? Thermal camera. For sure, yeah. Sleep in or take a nap? Take a nap. (laughs) Do you kill bugs that you find inside or do you take them outside? I absolutely kill them inside. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When investigating and something startles you, do you scream or do you flinch? Flinch. All right. There we go. See? Easy, guys. And my favorite podcast is also History of a Haunting Song. Yay! Okay. There's a tie. Thank you so much. Um, Yes. So now you guys got to know a little bit about um, another set of our guests. And guys, we want to thank you so very, very much for being on the show. We... um, I can't say enough wonderful things about you and the work that you guys do. Um, Everybody that are volunteers that do the history tours, the paranormal tours, everybody that runs Ohio State Reformatory, it is a truly wonderful location. And even just driving down that driveway for the very first time to turn that corner and see that building, Laura and I were like, whoa, (laughs) like there's just really something magnificent about it. And so on behalf of everybody that, um, goes to the, the Paracon and is a vendor and just does the tours there, you guys are doing a wonderful job and we are very grateful for all of the work that you do to make sure that the history is preserved. The stories are told, um, and, you know, the thrills and, and chills are being given on your amazing ghost walks and paranormal tours. So we thank you very much for being on the show. And, um, yeah. Do you have anything else to say or ask or do, Laura? No. 
No. As usual, I just talked all the time. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. That's all usually right. what happens. <laughs> all right. What is, I do have one more question actually for you guys. What, aside from you guys are going on a trip in August, what is um, coming up next for Tri-C or at Ohio State Reformatory that you want to promote? Any big events at Ohio State Reformatory or anything like that that folks can come and see you guys at or at least the reformatory? We are super deep right now into planning Parasycon 5 already, believe it or not. So yeah. come see us again in May. Yeah. Yes, and it's always the third weekend in May, right? Yes. Okay. All right, guys. So if you want to be vendors, sign up now because seriously, they book up immediately and then they have a huge wait list. So if you want to be vendors, and I highly recommend it, sign up immediately. Um, And then, yeah, it's a ton of fun. They have celebrity meet and greets. Just do it. Just do it. Always go see them. Just do it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate it. And um, this is going to be actually released tonight. So I would say by nine o'clock, the episode will be up on YouTube and then on all of the podcast channels. This is the end of part one, guys, of the Paris Icon recap. And we will be back on Tuesday morning with part two, where we uh, sit down and have a conversation with Greg and Kathy Faketic, who are the ones that um, are in charge of the whole kit and caboodle of the Paris Icon. So we ask them a ton of um, questions and uh, see what it's like to actually like plan and execute a event of this size. So in the meantime, Gary and Christina, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Bye guys. Thanks guys. Bye.